0: Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of Building Your Best Career. I hope you are doing well in your corner of the woods these days. I know it's been some crazy times now. We've got back to school. We've got, I think this is fall. I don't know, it was 36 at my house this morning. So perhaps we're gonna skip right through fall and head right to winter. Maybe we're just gonna have a little bit of a delay. I guess we'll all see. But I hope you're doing well and staying safe and healthy. Today I wanna talk about time management Over the last couple of weeks, I have talked to a variety of folks that have expressed some concerns about time management. And I think that this is a really important topic that particularly, obviously, this year, so many folks have been struggling with. We've had so many changes to the way that we're working. We've had so many changes to what's going on in our households with kids being schooling from home and multiple people in the household working, trying to manage and balance and make sure that we are kind of figuring out how everything is going to fit together in this new puzzle piece. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about some things that I think are really helpful when we are planning how to manage our time. Very early on in my leadership development, I had taken a kind of a management class, I think it was just kind of a, a supervisory class type of thing where you go and you, you they basically teach you the basics of being a manager. Figuring out how to get the most out of your teams, how to manage your time, all of those different things. Obviously, as we grow in our career, you take a variety of different courses that build upon some of the basic building blocks that we leverage throughout our career. And one thing that I remember learning in that particular class that I found very, very helpful throughout my career and even now was Stephen Covey's four quadrants. You've probably seen them if you've ever taken a leadership class, if you've ever seen the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There are tons and tons of uh, pretty versions of these all over the internet if you Google it. I will also include a copy of what it looks like on the show notes on the website for this episode. You can download it there, as well as a link to the book. I think you can get it on Amazon. You can probably read it at the bookstore, whatever, maybe from the library, wherever you read your books. But in general, I found that this is just a really good tool to use, kind of in the back of your mind, and the challenge with this is, is you can take it to as detailed a level as you want or feel comfortable or need, or you can just use it kind of as a guide. Now, I'll walk through the four quadrants, and I really want to dig in a little bit to some of the things you can do in those quadrants to to organize your time. Again, if you are a paper and pencil kind of person, and it helps for you to sit down every morning and map out all of your, your tasks and put them in the, the quadrants and work through there, that's great. If you have the time to do that, even better. I, I would argue that if you are listening to this podcast episode and you are trying to figure out how you're going to be better at your time management, that might be a gr- not great use of your time but if it'll help you be more productive and purposeful in what you're doing then by all means whatever works for you and some of this is kind of a learning process if you are struggling with time management sometimes it's because we haven't found the right method for us it's very easy for me to get on here and say to you this is what you need to do because this is what I do That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. We have very different situations, very different careers, different backgrounds, all of the different things, different ways about going about things, all different things come into it. So you kind of have to feel your way through and find what works best for you. However, the reason I'm going through this tool is I think that it's a really nice baseline to kind of get your mind thinking in a certain way about how to prioritize your time, how to organize your tasks, all of those types of things. I don't know about you, but these days I am getting inundated with emails. I get so many more emails than I ever did before. I think it's our main mode of communication, right? Aside from video chat and and podcast and virtual and all of these different things, Many, many folks are sending everything through email now because we're not doing as much in person and they want to remain relevant and be present constantly and continually day after day after day. So where I might've been getting one or two emails from some folks in a week, now I'm getting one every day because we're not seeing each other. We're not talking to each other. If you have employees that are struggling and need a little bit extra help, you're getting a lot of messages from them. So as I mentioned, I'm getting tons right now, and I think a lot of us are, and that's one of the things that really bogs you down in a day, and even if you just take email as your practice for how you're going to implement your time management and come up with a system for that, that could be a really good start for getting you back a little bit more time to do other things. So the four quadrants, the first one that we're going to talk about is obviously the most important one and again you can google this or you can go to the the page for this episode and download a copy of a screenshot of of the quadrants but imagine in your head obviously four squares your top left is your urgent activities this is the list of things that you have got to get done You know, this is your problem solving, you're crashing on a crisis, you are working towards something that needs to be done by the end of the day or needs to be done by the end of the morning. These are the things that you only can do when you have to take care of them today. Okay? Now let me back up for one more second. When I say that you can make a list of all of these different things and you can take a list of paper in the morning and write down all of your urgent tasks. You can certainly do that. One thing I want you to be mindful when we're talking about these four quadrants is some of this is just a matter of retraining your brain so that when something comes in, something comes up, you mentally drop it in a box and you follow through with the action that is required for that box without having to put it on paper. Some of us are paper-driven and feel more comfortable making lists to do things like that. I do. I like making lists. I like writing things down. I like checking things off. I feel more comfortable and I feel like I'm not going to miss things. I'm not going to forget something. I can't tell you how many times I think, oh, I'll write that down later, and then I come back and I cannot remember what it was that I wanted to write down. And of course, you think of it at a random time. I could be in the middle of dinner. It could be the middle of the night, right? I'm Clean in the bathroom, all of a sudden something comes up. It's, oh, that was something I was supposed to put on the list. But, so for me, it works better to write a lot of these things down. I will say I don't write all of them down. I don't write all four quadrants because as we're going to get into, there are different levels of priority here and different things that you can do with them. So back to quadrant one. This is your urgent box. These are the things that you have to get done. These are the things that only you can do. They're not delegating. They are not something that you can save till tomorrow. These are things that are urgent and pressing, and you need to take care of them today. We know what these things are. You wake up knowing what these things are, especially if you're in a leadership position. You know what has to get done. You know what is critical to your role, critical to your business, critical to your your team, your company, whatever it is that you're working on. Okay, so that's what goes in that box. On the top right are the not urgent things, okay, but they're still important. Imagine, if you will, across the top you've got urgent and not urgent, and on the left you've got important and below that not important, right? So it's kind of a, it's kind of a two-way descriptor of each box. So that first box was important and urgent. Now we're on the right, we're important but not urgent. And those are things that you can plan for. You think about how to work them into your calendar. You put them on your scheduling tool, however you use it. Put them on your future to-do list. Maybe you don't need to do them until this afternoon, maybe next week, maybe next month. But they are things that you need to be tracking because they are important that they get done and you need to find time to do them. But they don't have to be done first thing this morning. On the bottom left, we've got quadrant three. And that is your not important, but urgent activities. So things like emails, reports, they are kind of, I want to say, not busy work for you. They might be busy work. These are things that you might be able to delegate out. You might be able to task your teams. They are urgent and need to be done quickly, but they're not super important things. They're not things that you need to be spending time stressing about because you've got that urgent and important box of things you need to be working on. You need to be applying all your strategic thinking and your leadership acumen to that box. So the things in this quadrant can be parsed out to other folks. They can be mapped out and sprinkled throughout your day or throughout your week to make sure that they get done, but they're not to overcome the things in that priority box. I like this box here because I think that this is a great list of tasks to build capability on your staff, build capability on your team. These are great things to build leadership development for your employees. So figure out what you can offload from your plate that needs to be done urgently, but if there's a mistake Or there's something where you need to provide a little extra leadership or mentorship or or coaching to your employee it's not going to cause a giant issue it's just something that needs to get out the door so these are great learning tools for junior staff in the last quadrant the bottom right are the not important not urgent tasks this is your list of things that you just don't need to concern yourself with okay you need to Maybe you need to put this on a list and it's something that it would be nice to get to at some point, but it really isn't something to focus on. When we're in a time crunch, those other three boxes are more important. These not urgent, not important. These are the things for a Saturday afternoon when you feel like picking up a couple hours for work and just getting a little bit more organized. Things that you enjoy doing. Maybe it's social media stuff. Maybe it's just some email correspondence with folks that you want to keep in touch with. Just some niceties. Hey, how you doing? How's things going? Type of thing, right? You don't want to be focusing your time on that kind of thing. Maybe it's organizing your desk. To you, it's not something that needs to be done today. It's not detracting from what you're doing. Do it on a Saturday afternoon or just skip it all together. Neaten it up as best you need to, and just push through. These are the things that you don't want to get too caught up in because they cause problems. They cause a distraction from the focus that you need to be focused on with respect to the real important things that need to get done. Now, as I mentioned, these four squares, these four topic areas, you can assign however important you want to how you take care of these. Obviously, like I said, if you feel comfortable delegating, use the the tasks from quadrant three to delegate to your staff. Quadrant one and quadrant two should probably be yours, but you can be structured about how you approach them. Be, Be thoughtful about how you manage your time and where you plug these things in. Part of this, as I said, is thinking about how to mentally manage your time better. And I want to take this up a level because we started this as time management, and obviously this sounds a lot like task management, but it really feeds into your time management. You can apply this to everything. You can apply this to whether or not you're helping your kid with their homework, whether or not you are helping your spouse with cooking dinner or food shopping, whether or not you are figuring out when you need to go to the office, when you need to stay at home, what meetings you need to to hold with your team, what meetings you can schedule out in the future. The way we think about how we organize our time, if you are always thinking about what is urgent and important and making sure that those are your priorities, and the rest kind of fill in the blanks around the edge, of that prioritization and you decide what is urgent and important. You define what falls into that category. I'm not saying that if you have a business meeting that you have to be at but yet your someone in your household needs help and you have to prioritize one or the other. You make the call there. You decide what is urgent and important. There might be Five things that are urgent and important. And when you go to organize your day, take a look at all five things or 25 things. You may have 30 things that have to be done today. They are urgent and important and there's no getting around it. Those have to be done. That's when you take a look at that list of things and try to figure out how you can build them into your day, how you can be strategic in how you organize them. I like to think that that's kind of the the puzzle piece type of activity for your day. I love jigsaw puzzles. I like to do them in a very organized fashion. Some would say it's not very much fun the way that I do it, but I like the process that I go through because I find it to be very relaxing. I do my edges first. Then I group the colors, and even the sorting of the pieces and figuring out where they they group together, is whether it's because of a picture that's on the, the actual pieces, or colors, whatever I decide for that puzzle, how I'm going to group things. And then I methodically move from one group to the next, to the next, to the next. That's how my brain thinks. That's how I, I like to organize my approach to that. That's not for everybody, it might not be for you. But when you're organizing your tasks like this, come up with a system, you probably already have some idea of what works for you and what doesn't, what feels comfortable. And sometimes I think we hear about all kinds of different ways to get things done and we try these fancy different ways or we, we try these different approaches and they just don't fit with what we really know works. If you know that you work really well first thing in the morning, your brain is just on, get up in the morning and do all of your thinking tasks then. You know what's urgent and important needs to be done. Do those thinking tests then. Then maybe you have a lull in your energy time. That's a great time to perhaps... Look at your planning for some of the not-urgent things, or maybe do a few of the urgent things that perhaps don't need as much strategic thinking. Maybe it's a little bit more busy work, but it has to be done, and it's very important. Maybe it's time to do that. And if you can map out your day to be doing things in a manner that is most efficient and productive for you in how you work, you'll be amazed at how much you can get done. And it's interesting once you start doing it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit at a time because you'll start looking back and realize how much more you can get done in a day. I always joke because when I was younger, I would go and visit my younger sister. She has two kids. And I would go visit them. And when they were little, in nursery school age, maybe kindergarten, first grade, somewhere around there, I would go to her house and she would have 20 minutes to get something done. And in my mind, I would think, oh, well, we're we're just going to spin our wheels here, play with the kids for a little while, and then we'll have to move to the next thing and fit things in later. She could manage to do grocery shopping in 20 minutes or run three different errands to the bank and here and there in that 20 minutes. It never occurred to her that that 20 minutes was not productive time. And I was always impressed with that because I would think, oh, 20 minutes. What can you get done in 20 minutes by the time we get in the car and we get going? But she found those 20 minutes to be so valuable because having two little kids running around, full-time job, all of this stuff, she had to make those 20 minutes count. And she was super efficient with her time fitting what needed to be done in those little pockets of time throughout her day because those were urgent and important things that had to be done that day. And she plugged those holes with those things. And it really got me thinking differently about how I managed my time and how much time I waste because I was thinking that 20 minutes isn't enough time or 15 minutes isn't enough time. There's always a task on your list that can be done in five minutes, in three minutes, in 20 minutes, in two hours. There's always something on there. We just have to be a little bit creative in how we organize What it is that we're doing. Now I will say that over the past couple years I've read a lot about time blocking I've I've played with it a little bit in my calendar. I really use it to a certain extent for a lot of the things that I do for my business because there is a mentality that if you're hopping from one task to the next to the next to the next you're less efficient. So that is something to be mindful. And I don't bring that up now to kind of detract from everything else. I mention that because I do want you to be mindful of plugging those 15 minutes is very important, but not at the expense of everything else. So again, a lot of this is really strategic thinking and looking at your time kind of like you are building out a strategy for any other kind of project. You need this much time to do these tasks, this much time to do that task, this has to be done before 9, this has to be done before 2, and you're really kind of plugging and playing like the puzzle pieces, figuring out what goes where on that picture. If you can do this all in your head, wonderful. If you need to do it on paper, that's fine too. Once you start creating your system, the one that works best for you, you may not have to use the pen and paper anymore. And it might work best to spend an hour Sunday night before you start your week. This is kind of kind of how my brain works. I have to map everything out in advance. I think about it. I don't necessarily write it down as much as I used to, but I do need some time to think about all of the things that have to be done and just kind of getting my brain in order. Typically, I do this when I go to bed on Sunday night. I I sit and I think a little bit about what I've got on the agenda for the week. I take a look at my calendar, see how busy it is, where I'm going to need to really bust my butt to keep moving because I've got a lot on one day or this day is heavier than the other. However, it shakes out each week. The beauty of of most of our schedules is no two weeks are the same. No two days often are the same. I like that. I like the the constant change and the challenge of trying to figure out how to be most effective. And I think that at least for me, I feel that it helps me grow and get better and better at my time management because every day I'm forced to come up with new strategies to be as effective with my time as possible and see just how much I can get out of the day. I'm totally not there yet. I still feel like at the end of every day I had 20 more things I should have been able to fit in. And every day is a challenge to try and figure out how I can get more into the day. But... It's a learning process, right? We're growing. We're constantly learning and growing. We will be, I would argue, to the end of our career and then some, right? So take a look at what you've got going for the week. Monday morning, maybe that's when you start it off. You get up extra early, grab your cup of coffee, and you strategize for the week. Try and figure it out. And you don't have everything these four quadrants. You don't have to have everything mapped out, but it is important to know at least those two main boxes. What is urgent and important that you need to get done? What is important that you need to make sure you have on your schedule? And I would even argue that that not so important but urgent list, those kind of need to be on your mind too because when you are having employees come to you looking for more responsibility or looking for something to do, those are great things to be able to have in your back pocket and say, you know what, I don't have time for this, but it needs to be done. This would be a great opportunity for you to practice your writing skills, practice your your Excel skills, practice whatever it is that they're they're trying to build in, in their own leadership development. Test them with those things. Give them a little bit of stretch goals so that they can, they can get better at what it is that they're doing. All right. As I mentioned, you can download a picture of this quadrant on the show notes for this episode on the website. You can find that at Kellyfeatheringham.com forward slash seventy-nine. If you want it right away, you can Google it. It's Stephen Covey's four quadrants. Like I said, there are tons and tons of different versions. I the one I put up there was just kind of a a mixture of one that I like with some of the, the different descriptors. And I hope it works for you. I hope that you are able to think a little bit more strategically about your time. I understand that the the front end work of getting more strategic about your time can be a little stressful and overwhelming, but I promise that once you start doing it and once you start getting better and better at it for what it looks like to you, it, it really does reduce some of the stress and anxiety that we have around our time management. If you've got tips and tricks that you use to manage your time better, I'd love to hear about them. I'd love to share them on the show. Drop me a line at kelly at kellyfeatheringham.com. Have a great day. All right. So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out. Because after all, there's only one you.